Welcome to Feeling Asian, a podcast where two Asians talk about their feelings. I'm Youngmi Mayer. And I'm Brian Park. And we have a very special guest today. It's very exciting. But before we introduce her, we're going to do our Patreon shout outs. Yeah. So, you know the drill. If you like the podcast, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash feeling Asian. Go to the website, see our exclusive benefits. They're all so, so good. But any donation amount gets you a shout out on the podcast. Young me and I tap into our psychic abilities to guess who you are based on your name alone. <laughs> and Young me, are you ready? Yeah, somehow I was like really harping on my psychic abilities, but it turns out Brian has better psychic abilities. So I don't know what's going on there, but uh, I am ready, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so ready. Okay, so our first shout out for this episode goes out to single name, no last name, she, S H I. She. This sounds like I'm seeing hair. I'm seeing very, very long hair. Long I hair. Was th- I'm getting a vision of just hair. Like <gasps> she is the most in-demand stylist at a really cool hair cut place. And you have to call in 10 weeks in advance to even get an appointment. She, yes. That sounds like a fancy like haircut person. She, yeah. I'm going to go see like where she. The, where the assistant asks you who you want to get your hair cut with. And then I'm like, can I, I was thinking I could get an appointment with she tomorrow. And then they fucking spit in your face over the phone. They're like, you're a fucking idiot. If you think you can get your hair cut with she within 10 weeks. Brian is keeping up his uh, brand of having very bad relationships with service industry people. <laughs> Fighting with hosts at restaurants, the receptionist at the hair salon, getting in fist yeah. fights with anyone that yep, works yep. in customer yeah. service. And I'm, I'm, getting a, <laughs> I'm getting a bucket hat. Like she cuts hair with a bucket hat on. That is, and it's like $600. I'm getting that vibe. Yeah. 100%. Very New York yeah. City, city vibes. Well, in any case, she... Keep cutting great hair and thank you for donating to our podcast. Our next shout out goes out to Michelle Chi. Okay, I'm saying Michelle is in college. In college, eyeglasses, but not in a nerdy way, like a cool round, like K-pop eyeglasses. Oh, I'm getting college vibes too. Yeah. Michelle Chi is the treasurer of the Korean American Student Association at her college. Wow. <laughs> yeah. A dream, a She's dream a, child. Uh, a dream child and she is in the business fraternity too. <laughs> Very wholesome vibes is what I'm getting from wholesome. Michelle G. And we're not going to do the thing where yeah. we're like, oh, this person's like a wholesome person, but at night they do ketamine. We're just going to say only wholesome this time. Has a boyfriend. They've been dating since high school. Yes. They're, do- they're doing long distance, but not cheating on each other. Just wholesome through and through. Nice. Very happy. Yeah. <laughs> Are you getting anything else from Michelle Chi, young me? So I'm getting very wholesome vibes for sure. That's our last shout out. <laughs> if, I was, if I was Michelle Chi, I would be so disappointed in the shout out that we just gave them. <laughs> she's nice. She wears glasses. And Missionary she's in the Korean sex. American Student Association. <laughs> uh, in any case, Michelle, thank you for your donation. And our last shout out for this episode goes out to Stephanie Pimentel. Oh my God. I'm going to guess that Stephanie Pimentel, she is in Tokyo right now 
at the Olympics. Oh my God. Olympic athlete. I'm getting yeah. the vibes that she's also in, in Tokyo, but I don't think she's an athlete. I think she's just a fan or she just lives in Japan for some reason. I'm getting that vibe. Okay. So she's an expat or she actually born and bred in Tokyo. I think she like lived there and she teaches English. Do you, I'm going to stick with my Olympic athlete. No, I don't agree. Volleyball. <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie Pimentel is an Olympic athlete. And in order to get pumped up for her gold medal race, she's listening to the Feeling Asian podcast. You know, you got to do something, I guess. Well, shout out to everyone who donated to the podcast. And once again, if you want to do so, get your little shout out. You can do it at Patreon at patreon.com slash feeling Asian. And I think it's time to introduce our guest, Young Me. I'm so excited. Our guest this week is super fucking cool. <laughs> Gotta say that up top. <laughs> um, our guest this week is an actor and co-host of the Fun With Dumb podcast. Listeners, give your ears to Steffi Paik. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think yeah. I just wooed for myself right now, but also no. I'm so excited yeah. to be on here right now. We're so excited to have you. Woo! That was a solid woo. That's what we love here. I'm the woo you know, girl. I am. I'm always wow. that person in the group. Y'all. You are the cool. You are so, so cool. We're so excited to have you. I have to say, we just met at um, the Hack City show, the Asian Not Asian podcast live show. And yes. afterward, you like, you came to talk to me. Wait, who was your, who was that your sister? That was my sister. And I just love that moment because we were all Asian chicks, like with co different colored hair, just like meeting for the first time. It was a no. lot of fun. That's my sister. She lives in New York. So I went to go visit her. And you two were like so cool. And you were like talking to me. And I was like, who are these cool hot chicks? And I was like, I was like making sure everyone saw at the bar, like I'm hanging out with the cool <laughs> chicks. Look. Oh my God. We have the oh, yeah. biggest girl crush on you. You don't even understand. Oh. <laughs> so we were like nervous Brian to go Lee. up to you. Yeah. Wow. You that see, was so sweet. listeners, uh, as the witness of this event, <laughs> I am like the I was the background extra of this entire <laughs> interaction because I was also at this show and I saw Steffi with her blonde hair beelined Young B with Young B's blue yeah. hair, and yeah. it was just a meeting of minds. It was like the G two summit of cool Asian girls who are very fucking mean to me, and that's okay. <laughs> Right, no, you're like, also yeah. amazing. Like we, I got to hear some of your stand up, and it was very different from what I've heard before. You know, any other tour to stand up, you're just kind of like mm. reading out of your journal <laughs> and like commenting <laughs> on it, which I thought was very different, but also refreshing. Both of you guys really killed it, so it was great. Thank you. Steffi's like Brian. Oh, your wow. your comedy you. was different. You were just reading out of a. You were just underprepared and kind of, it sounded like you were pulling shit out of your ass. <laughs> um, it was different and unusually doing well with it. Question mark, question mark. No, it was really funny. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Well, Steffi, we're so excited to have you on the podcast. I'm also excited to have you on the podcast because you're super cool and I'm in the presence of a cool girl, G2 Summit, Asian right. girl boss. <laughs> whatever, et cetera, et cetera, power. I love how you, you 
cute. Yeah. I heard you say the word cool. And I'm like curious, like, what does cool mean? Like, I'm like, I don't feel like a cool person, you know, like I don't consider myself, oh, I'm cool. But it's like, it's, it's almost like when I think of cool, it's like, you know, like both aesthetic versus also maybe how, who you are as a person. Yeah. But for my first re- response to cool is you look cool. Right. Mm. I don't I think know. It's like a, mm. Yeah. I think it's a vibe, you know, oh, it's like vibe. a it's chill a vibe. vibe. And I think the wor- the only people, I think most people are actually cool. I think the people that are not cool are the people that are, think that they're really cool. Those are the only yeah. people that are like, <laughs> not, oh my God, what a loser. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that loser. <laughs> well, for the listeners who like to go to our YouTube and watch our podcast, you'll know exactly what I mean when I'm saying that I am the least cool of the three of us <laughs> on this podcast at this very moment. I concur. But before, uh, I concur. Yeah, I concur strongly. Uh, before we ask you how you feel, Steffi, young me, how are you feeling? Oh my God. Uh, every every week I'm like, like taken by surprise. Why? Why would anyone care how I feel? <laughs> Um, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling really excited for our live show. I'm, you know, Brian and I um, did a lot of work. I feel like for some reason, you know, Brian has like a full-time job and I uh, have a son. So we end up mushing all the like podcast stuff onto one day usually. Mm -hmm. And today was one of those like smush all the work into one day day. And it's like, it's kind of a weird kind of work because it's fun. We obviously love doing it. um, But it's like, talking and sort of entertaining in a way um and just talking a lot is really exhausting and like just thinking like do you know what yes, I mean like yes. <laughs> yes and that's coming from someone who loves attention and talking um so it's exhausting in a fun way but it is exhausting and it's like kind of weird to like register that because I am having so much fun when I do this kind of stuff with Brian um also I'm like having so much sex right now it's just, like <gasps> fucking back blown out oh just, just, you know TMI for the fans <laughs> fans that's so creepy the fans <laughs> I'm tired I'm just, look at me drinking water I'm trying to hydrate it's impossible holy shit <laughs> all the sex <laughs> Are those two related? Like, because you are smushing so many activities at once, you're also smushing in all the fucking on one day. Yeah, you know, like single moms feel me. You know, when, you ha- when you're when you co-parenting and your son or your kid is not at home is when you got to get it all in. Got to get it in. Literally, get it in. Yes. <laughs> for like three days. Yeah, do it for all the single moms when the kids my, are out. Oh my God, the other day when the baby sitter like my well my care Mino's caretaker is my friend Colin um so I'd like consider her a friend but she also watches Mino but she she was dropping Mino off and she just like started laughing when she saw me I was like why are you oh laughing and she was like you just look so blown you look like your fucking back was blown the fuck out <laughs> I was like what like it was just like me with my hair all fucked up like hey <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my god that's it that's how I'm feeling how are you feeling Brian? <laughs> yeah how, how am I feeling I guess this week I don't really have any strong feelings at the front of my mind right now mm. um, do you know what how I've been feeling I've been feeling like a bit of a hater Ooh, and I oh just no. need to get no 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 not, to, not directed at anyone uh-huh. but it is for my full time job I do 
um, like a lot of research. And funnily enough, I had to do a bunch of research on the podcast landscape. Mm -hmm. Not anything to do with our like Feeling Asian podcast, but just about podcasts at large. And I was looking through all the lists of like, what are the most popular podcasts in America? And I feel like I'm just a jaded hater because everyone seems like a snake oil salesman. <gasps> like wow. if I see the career life coach one more time, <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is a life coach? <laughs> like, why are you qualified? Yeah. What? Like, it's not like you have a PhD or, okay, I get it. People are going to call me classist or elitist because like, you know, just because you don't have the educational background, but I'm like, what is a life coach? What, 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 like, you're just a random part. You're a human like I am. Like, yeah. what qualifies you to be better at advising at life than anyone else? Mm. Yet so many of these podcasts, <laughs> yeah. life coach, mm. like Darren, Darren Childs, like <laughs> one million like viewers yeah. per episode. And I'm like, what? You're just giving seminars, talking for $20,000 speaking fee and probably cheating on your wife at an embassy suite somewhere Definitely. in like Iowa City. Embassy like, it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but, That's snake um, oil salesman is such a good way to put it, honestly. It's just like people, you know what I think is creepy? And this goes for the Scientology guy because he was like a writer, right? He was like an entertainer. I think a lot of those mm -hmm. yeah. people are like actors, like failed actors that learn, you know, like Brian and I went to like acting school. We yeah. learn how to like sort of manipulate emotions in people. And so it's like, it's like this person that's like, an actor and that that's how they're so good at it. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I don't know. Like they, they have this like right, fake right. charisma. <laughs> yeah. So that's just kind of what's been at the top of my mind. I guess we've just been super busy with a bunch of podcast stuff for this. And it's all great things because I'm excited for the live show and yeah. I feel like I love doing this. But today it was one of those smush days where yeah. after we had all those interviews and recorded, yeah. I... God, this is how fucking egocentric and crazy my brain works is I was starving uh -huh. after one of those like meetings that we mm -hmm. had. And in that moment, I'm like, oh, I really get how chess grandmasters feel now because <laughs> they have to eat really calorie rich diets because they're using their brain so much. Right. And I'm like, mm. yes, recording a podcast <laughs> is exactly like that. I am very hungry. <laughs> And meanwhile, I'm getting upset at other narcissists who are just doing narcissism better than I'm currently doing. What is going on with my brain right now? Maybe you need a life coach. Uh, yeah, maybe. Oh, or just become wow. your own life coach. No, I think that... <laughs> I feel like the whole thing about our podcast is that we are very much like, hey, we're stupid. Don't listen to us. But like just for somebody to be like. But everything, but however, everything in American society would tell you that is the worst thing you can do. Because even if you have no qualifications and you give a firm handshake, anyone mm. would be like, I trust you. Yeah. Do you want a $250,000 recording deal? Yeah. <laughs> it's a sad oh, truth. Wow. Basically what I'm saying is, listeners, how am I feeling? I am feeling like I am two bad decisions away from fully becoming a life coach. <laughs> <laughs> um, but enough about me. Steffi, how are you feeling? Um, at this moment, I... Well, I just rushed over from the other podcast that I was at, um, the fun with them, the one that I co-host. Um, mm -hmm. so I felt very rushed and 
ill-prepared for this. I have to say, you guys have been the most, um, I feel, I feel like professional, I want to say. The fact that you guys had questions, you guys had like a setup. And I've done my share of like guesting on host. So I'm, I'm very like impressed by you guys. Um, oh, wow. I, wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, even on our fun with dumb, no, to be honest, we don't. We don't even prepare for them. We don't have anything. It's just kind of like, you know, shooting the shit type of thing. And I guess most mm. of the interviews have so far been been that way. So I, I got kind of nervous when I got the email today. I was mm. like, oh, my God, I got to be like, yeah, I, I felt I, I like went back to school. I was like in high school for a second. And I was like, oh, my God, I have to answer oh no. like these questions. What's the right way to answer it? But now that I'm on here and I'm just talking to you guys, this is so chill. It's great. It's so much fun already. Oh, sorry. Sorry that we gave off that vibe that no. is not our vibe at all we are a hot mess <laughs> I love that I love that it's very prepared like I need to be more prepared I'm just like such a I'm Fuck. just like that type of person I'm just like kind of out there you know and, yeah all I can think about now is those times I've texted young me, hey, we really need to send the outline to our guests and how fucking uncool and lame that is. Fuck. No, it's, it's, I, I, I appreciate that. Um, I know, I know like some of the talking yeah. points, to be honest, because sometimes I'll yeah. just yeah. sit there and be like, wait, what are, what, what is this whole podcast about? That's kind of yeah. what, like, I just did Stevie Weeby. Do you guys know who that is? Um, yeah, Bobby, Bobby Lee's, Lee's brother. Yeah, brother yeah, yeah. La- I did his pod last week and, and um, by the end of it, we were at in and out and like, we were just sitting there going like, what, what did we talk about? And we, we really, <laughs> that like, happens no. to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, so I'm like, I hope you think weird. This is, you're based in LA, right? I am currently in LA. Yes. Am I being offensive? But is that like an LA vibe thing? <laughs> like very, very chill. <laughs> Like go, with, go the with the flow, man. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe you know. I, I, I think that I've learned to also just kind of go go with the flow more so now that I'm in the entertainment industry. I didn't always start uh-huh. off. You know, I was in sales for almost mm. seven, eight years, wow. and so that Whoa. yeah. So I'm literally kind of going the complete opposite direction and leaning into not being prepared. So mm. I, I think I lead my life that way. Nice. What industry were you in in sales? I was, I, and I'm still doing it. I'm in real estate, but mm, I did it. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, I did it as like a full on like occupation. Like I, I had the whole ass like outfits that I would go into the wow. office. I would <gasps> prospect, Damn. door knock, cold call, meet numbers. You know, did sold, you have a sold, billboard? Sold. Yo, that's a billboard. Like, I didn't, Steph but I had. Paid. <laughs> like with the hands right? on your shoulders, yeah, looking like, back <laughs> behind your shoulder. <laughs> Yeah, top national top real estate agent. Like, how could oh, everyone man. be a top real estate agent? Like, it's always wait. This is so like, we. I didn't know that about you. So when do, when did you like switch your career yeah. path? This is a very popular topic on our podcast, by the way. Asian <gasps> people who like go the go the route of like making their parents happy and then like deciding to do something creative later on. Like, when, totally. when did that happen? Totally. Um, it happened only two years ago. So I've only been <gasps> in this industry for. Yeah, I know. What? I know. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yes. Um, wow. Yeah. It, so I started off, I kind of had like this like quarter life crisis, I would say. Mm. And mm-hmm. I was like in a really long term relationship. I was engaged, mm-hmm. guys, for like wow. a long time. And I was like living under like my mom's rules and just 
being like your stereotypical mm. Asian in certain ways, right? Like following mm-hmm. the rules. Yeah. I didn't experiment with drugs. I haven't, I still haven't gone to like a rave, guys. Like I haven't been wow. to, I know. Wow. I know. Wow. I know. So I listeners, always... I've even been to a rave. <laughs> Raves. Turns multiple. out Ryan was a cool. <laughs> Brian was the coolest one all along. Yeah, I feel like for Asians, the ones that like party and do the most drugs are the ones that look so straight laced. They're the ones like with just like long black hair and they're just wearing like a hoodie and have like eyelashes. In college, Mm -hmm. straight up the wildest and most like part drug centric, party centric crew were like the pastor kids. Yes. (sighs) They're crazy. Yeah. Pastor kids are the crazy. craziest because I have a cousin like that. I have multiple best friends. Yes. Yeah, so, so Brian, were you like, did you have like a phase of like dressing a certain way? Like the opposite of who you are now visually, I guess, where, you know, you when you're going through the raves and what, I just can't imagine you at a rave. Like, wow. These are them fighting words. No, this is a I, feeling Asian first. <laughs> no, you're very, no, no, finally. I think a lot of women, a lot of people would say that you're an attractive person. That's, but I just mean, you know, they're aesthetic. You're not wearing, like, did you wear Jinko jeans at some point? You know? Brian Absolutely was at the, not. Brian was at the rave in his polo shirt <laughs> and his, like, fitted khaki pants. I don't even know what kind of pants. I, I did. You're going to laugh. But honestly, thinking back to the outfit that I wore at that rave, I was wearing a Dim Mac Records Steve Aoki <laughs> t-shirt. <laughs> That was kind of like distressed. <laughs> and I was wearing like Yoji Yamamoto sneakers. Wow. Like straight up. I was like a totally different person then. <laughs> totally different wow. person. I'm impressed. <laughs> We're yeah. finding out that Brian is in fact maybe cool. He's the cool one. Yeah. I noticed that, you know, as I got older, I meet people that have kind of like transitioned, go through their phases, like the rebellious yeah. phase and whatnot. And then I meet the yeah. people that have like gone through that already. And they, they're like, Hella normal looking. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's the post post rave era the, of I, the Asian yeah. life cycle. I love me. I love being an adult because, like, now that I'm in my 30s, I'll meet people and I'll just be like a regular ass looking mom, you know. And then she'll be like, "I was fucking doing coke," and when I was 15. This one, this woman, I feel like she was really, she's really rich, but she looks very normal. But she was like, when I was 15, I was going to Ibiza and doing fucking coke with DJs. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. Cool. Oh, for sure. God. For sure. Like, yeah. yeah. It's like fun being an adult for that reason. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I can't wait to be like that. Very close to that. I can't wait to start wearing suit jackets casually. <laughs> Talk about your crazy life going to raves. Just like drop it casually. I used to go to raves, whatever. I used to dabble. Yeah, yeah whatever, whatever. <laughs> Wait, that's um, funny. Steffi, can I ask, are what? you, so you live in LA. Mm-hmm. You're Korean. Mm-hmm. Did you grow up in LA? Um, I grew up between LA and during the summers and winters, I would go to Brazil. That's where my <gasps> family, yeah. My grandparents immigrated to Brazil because apparently it was, it was either Brazil or Boston. And they're like, the people are nice in Brazil. So they just went there. <laughs> yeah, that was it. People are friendly, wow. welcoming, didn't seem, you know, racist. So I guess it was like a, that was the place. That was the place they decided. So because yeah. of that, yeah. um, 
I, I, w- I would go to out there. My mom, I think, needed a, a she. So I was I was uh, raised as a single mom, a single uh, wait by a single mom. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. And so um, I think she needed her breaks. That's I didn't realize mm. until I was older. And so I would take oh. my sister and I would go to Brazil. And you I need to about get the Korean it in. Culture. Yeah, dude. I don't know. Maybe. Kind of weird. I know exactly. What are you? What are you doing? Getting it in saying. in Chinatown? Yo. Go to Brazil. I'm just and saying. Get I know exactly what, what your mom was <laughs> oh doing. Oh my god, that's so weird. <laughs> it's so weird because to me, my mom's so straight laced. So like to hear like you tell me like during the weekend or like you know like time off when you don't have your kids, you're just like getting it the fuck getting in? railed Real getting railed <laughs> yo dude the second I, she dropped you off at the airport she was just getting mm, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah. oh, fuck. Go Mari, I'm down with it dude I hope that's what she was doing <laughs> I know I know for a fact that's what she was doing that was so interesting wow I love yeah. how old old like Asian people are just so random about where they live they're like I'm just gonna go to Brazil like you know what I mean like they don't give a fuck they're just like I'm gonna retire I'm gonna go to Brazil I don't care (laughs) I just love the random well I've really learned a lot through club I went through the phase of being on clubhouse during the pandemic did you guys go through oh my god I know I was one of those Asians Uh, and and like yeah 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 yeah, and so I would go on and uh, listen in in these groups and there was this like I just realized how many Asians there are like immigrant Asians in all over the world and we were like meeting oh, yeah. up there and like I became really close friends. So now I have places to go and I feel like safe because I know they're family basically, right? Yeah. <laughs> Young me, I wanted to interrupt this podcast really quickly to talk about butt stuff. <laughs> what? <laughs> so I recently got a tushy bidet and allegedly... I'm going to say this on the record. Allegedly, it has taken me 31 years to realize that I have not been washing my butt properly at all. That is not what I thought you meant by butt stuff. But (laughs) I am so excited you got a tushy because I also got a tushy. And um, let me tell you, the days of me squatting in the shower after poo-poos and adult activities are over. (laughs) So listeners, stop smearing your poop around with toilet paper. We're in 2021. Live in the future. Start washing with the tushy bidet for a better clean. So go to hellotushy.com slash feelingasian to get 10% off plus free shipping. This is a special offer for our listeners at hellotushy.com slash feelingasian for 10% off. It's worth it for a clean butt. Young me and I had a theory. We had a hunch. Do you go out in K-Town? Like, do you know your way around Koreatown Um, in LA? So that's funny. Um, I, people think that I'm very much part of the K-Town, like, culture but that didn't Uh happen until last year so before that I did not um I don't know like growing up here like my mom would take me to K-Town to go get Korean groceries like Mm -hmm. once a month or like it was kind of like a um like a place that we went to like go get glasses or like you know, it wasn't it wasn't a place I really hung out. We got food, mm. we got like right. essentials, like Asian essentials or something. And then yeah. um as I gotten older, I guess I never really like went I, I just didn't I think I was like trying to learn about my identity and I wasn't really um leaning into the Korean part of it as much as I could have, you know? Mm-hmm. And 
Um, I was busy doing sales and I lived in like the beach city so far away removed from K-Town. And a K-Town is considered kind of like a party. There's like a party scene or like yeah. a clubbing scene. And yeah. I just never mm. like cared to be part of that. And then until right. last year, um, really being on uh, meeting a lot of Korean people, like with with meeting Dumb and yeah. getting in tune with like my culture and like who I am and going to therapy actually like th going mm. to therapy made me realize yeah that i wasn't in tune with like my korean side and my like my father's like heritage and right. so she's like you oh. want to learn about your roots girl so i was like all right so i started kind of you know dating someone korean um i started meeting a lot more koreans and um that's why i started hanging out in k-town as much so much and then now oh now i'm very much part of i you know i would say i'm, I'm part of it it's it's a lot. I'm, it's really fun. K Town's like so much fun. How's it been for you so far this past year? Like, what are some things that you've learned about being in Koreatown, and why did you avoid it prior to that? I think I've been running away from it just because mm. uh, my own like stereotypes and mm. prejudice against prejudice against my own culture, and right. um, that's obviously for I think a lot of people has been eye opening since the pandemic and you know, all the things that we've gone through last year. It's like hard yeah, not yeah. to like be introspective during that time. And so yeah. I, I think that's why I recognized and like going to therapy just made me realize like to learn more about yourself and your problems and your traumas and your issues. Mm. It's, it's like, you do have to go back and like find out about your ancestors' traumas. Yeah. 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 Right, right, right. Yep. yeah. So, um, that, that led me to kind of, um, embrace it and I, I have to say go yeah. back, going back to clubhouse <laughs> it gave me a space for me to meet other asian americans that felt very similar to me right i, I think mm. a lot of us have identity crisis and like i think because i came from also the brazilian having the brazilian background too it just mm. it was all so confusing um like i didn't yeah. rec I, I one of my the main things i learned um about myself um about being Korean and Brazilian and all that is that um, I didn't. I used to be very embarrassed that I w I was an ESL. Do you mm. know that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I yeah. I was born here, and I was the only person born in the U.S. in elementary school that had been that was going to ESL. And I didn't realize until I was in Clubhouse that my first language was not English. Right. I always thought mm. that. So that mm -hmm. it took me this long to realize. Like I had so many other languages and cultures that were like mixed and um i was influenced by and wow. um, right. it made me like be more like caring to my inner child you know mm. forgiving oh, that's such a nice yeah because for a lot of i'm glad you said that because for a lot of people that their parents are immigrants not not just asian immigrants they're they might have been born here but if your parents are not speaking english to you before you go to school then you don't know english so it is mm -hmm. your second language so right. yeah esl gang rise up i was also in esl <laughs> Oh, really? I did not. Oh I did not. Yeah, I didn't speak a word of English until I was six years old. Like right. literally, but you were in Korea, crazy. right? Yeah. yeah. Um, yes, ESL gang. Um, that is so interesting. <laughs> you know, that's so funny to me that you were like, so I went to therapy and then now I'm drinking soju at nightclubs in Koreatown. Because <laughs> that's what my therapist said I needed to do. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Yeah. I wish, uh, this is the sh shittiest part of me being Asian, um, <laughs> is that I 
I'm allergic to alcohol. Oh, like I, that no. makes me a shitty. No. Yeah, I know. So I can't no, even. No, it does make you a shitty agent because Brian is also I allergic to alcohol. No. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I don't drink because I'm allergic. <gasps> wow, Brian. Wow. This is crazy. We exist. Yeah. I don't meet many people <laughs> we like exist. this. I, well, well, a lot of Asians are allergic to alcohol. Yes, a lot of but Koreans they drink are. anyways, right? Like they drink anyways. Power, you got to power through, okay? <laughs> We're wow. not quitters. We're Koreans. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Would Young Me and I. Could you see us in K Town in LA? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Biting some biting oh. some bitches. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you were saying you after the therapy thing and you mm-hmm. were like starting to like reconnect with your Korean roots, going to Koreatown. Um and then you said you started dating a Korean person. Was can I ask you about who you have dated? Like, what's your dating history? And uh, like the way you said it, it sounded like you hadn't dated a Korean person before. Or is that is did, did um, I misunderstand that? Or so I was engaged for like over six years. I'm not engaged four years, and then but in a relationship for like six years, over six years. And so I wanted to. Um, it was a pandemic breakup. Wow. Yup, 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 yup. I think we just realized we had different, um, we just became different people. So we just went separate ways. It's all cordial. We're friends still. I care about him so much. I still love him. But, um, after that, I like kind of started dating someone that was a friend of mine and Mm -hmm. we dated for almost a year. And then recently in the last few months, we broke up. Mm. And I've always been in relationships. I've been always very dependent on it. Like I was a monogamous relationship person, like Mm -hmm. forever. And Mm. this is the first time I'm being like single as an adult. So I am having so much fun. Oh my God. uh, (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) I am also, this is, I don't know if I, maybe I told you that night. I don't remember, but like, I also was like a serial monogamous all my adult life. I got out out of like a 10 year marriage and then I kept Mm -hmm. falling into these serious relationships. So Mm -hmm. my last breakup, which was almost two years ago now, like a year and a half ago, I was like, I'm never, I'm not going to get in a relationship for, and I promised myself to be single for a year and now yeah. it's been like a year and a half I've like never been happier hell yeah it's dude yes. so much fun it's so fun I'm oh so my happy god for you it's yeah and I'm yeah that's so interesting I'm probably going through the phases of what you've already are going through right like I'm in the in the in the phase of that and so like I recognize like it it was so hard was it really hard for you like during your first like I think yeah, Just I mean, separating yourself from like the long term relationships. I could also feel myself starting to do it again because I would date people and then I'd be like, I'm in, I'm in love with them. And then I was like, don't do that. Don't do that. Stop. Stop. But, um, but what I learned in the last year and a half is I have had a lot of weird, toxic, deeply ingrained beliefs mm. that were really like not like anti feminist. Like I did believe that. I don't know, like I needed somebody to be safe or or Mm. like I had all these weird, I don't even know how to put words to it because they were like emotional, like emotional beliefs that I had. And I like shedding that was very interesting because I didn't Mm. even know I thought like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or you know what? This, This is a good example of how that felt. I, in the back of my mind, there was a part of me that believed deeply that 
there is something wrong about a woman who is like free. Like it's something bad. Like I'm doing something wrong or something. What do you mean by free though? Like, like I, what's, I, like I, how would you define free? I feel like there's like this deep, seated like very misogynistic belief in my head that a woman that just has sex with whoever she wants and doesn't mm. like uh you know like do these like traditional relationships there's something right. like bad like that's doing something bad and that mm-hmm. was a surprise that was a surprise realization because I didn't even know that I had that thought in my head mm-hmm. you know yeah, it's totally a cultural thing. I mean, like, it's it's yeah. part of a lot of patriarchal cultures. And I feel like being Korean, like, always being asked by our parents, like, when are you getting married? Do you have a boyfriend? Like, these types of questions kind of, like, <laughs> add to all that pressure. Yeah. A feeling like you need yeah. to be, you need to be in something. Or you're not normal. Right. You're not okay. Yeah. You know? Right, right. So, yeah. So, I, I've... Um, I too am unlearning a lot <laughs> about mm-hmm. this right. and I still question a lot of things about myself and like, you know, like the f- feeling of safety, like being in a relationship or like, you know, a man giving me safety, like that is something I'm really trying hard to like practice getting out of like my vocabulary or like just, mm-hmm. you know, like my thought process of like it being, that being important. Mm. Um, I, mm. I, there's still so much for me to like still learn, but um, I, mm-hmm. it's this freedom, the word freedom. Oh my God. I don't know how you feel about monogamous really. Like, do you, do you, do you still practice monogamy or do you like, how do you feel about me? that? Cause yeah, like, uh, or both of I you. I do. I'm in a relationship now, mm-hmm. but I was pretty serial monogamous, similar to you. And then, uh, then I had like, started dating really casually, but it was more informed by the idea of like, I need to get this out of my system. Mm. And I was like, I just need to fuck mm, around. Mm-hmm. And almost to a fault, like I would never let anything just organically happen because I would be so quick to put a label on things mm. and just be mm. like, I was just letting you know, like I'm not emotionally available. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though like it could be like a great chemistry and really chill, I'd be like, just letting you know, like I don't want anything serious. <laughs> Yeah. Like this isn't this isn't gonna be anything serious, just letting you know. Mm. Um and that that was so like imbued in me where even now, like now that I'm dating someone, it was like a deliberate choice on my part where I'm like, Oh, now this whole like fucking around and being really casual is so second nature that I'm I'm tired of this a little bit and yeah. I want a little bit more stability and it's now I have to like switch back into making it a conscious choice of like, yeah, I'm like killing things and not letting things grow organically because maybe out of a fear of commitment. But um, yeah. yeah, so now I'm like monogamous and I'm enjoying it. It's great. Yeah, it's interesting because you, I feel like there's, um, you know, you're very specific about the fact that it was, I, I think a lot of times people are like, you need to be in a relationship with someone that you it, and you change, like going from the unemotionally available to emotionally available. People think it's because you met the right person. It's the person mm. that makes you change. But in reality, what I'm learning is that it's, it seems like it's, it's, it's us having to make that choice first, right? Yeah. Like we have to be ready for yep. the relationship. That's Absolutely. so crazy. Yeah. Cause that's like what Brian talked about last week. He was oh, like, okay. it's like, I literally just like said the exact same thing where yeah. it's, it's, it's a <laughs> right. conscious, no, it's great. I mean, that, that is a recent uh, realization that I'm sort of grappling with too. Like what you said, <laughs> Steffi, like I, 
how I read it, also now being single, I'm like for a while. Before, I would have these strong feelings and it didn't matter if the person was wrong on paper or I knew mm. there were like Red Flag City or whatever. Um, red Flags, Great Adventures. My <laughs> like, <laughs> red Flags, Great Here we go again. Um, but even if... Like, I would just go with my gut feeling and be like, well, I have all these like strong feelings. So I'm just going to go with it. And this is, this is like organically, life is pulsing this, pushing me into this direction. But now I think, you know, being single for a long time, I'm like, oh no, like, okay, maybe I feel some things for certain people, but I have to like really logically think, is this person, mm -hmm. is this right? You got to like not try to go with your gut because your gut is just <laughs> a bunch of hormones that... You know what I mean? It's not like really even yeah. making sense. So I have to make the choice to be like, I have to stop myself and not pursue this or that yeah. or something like that, which yeah, I being, didn't really know how to do before. Yeah. Yeah. Being conscious of it, making choices, knowing the bad choices and like, or the bad, the bad experiences and being like, okay, I could learn from this or I can decide not to, but at least it's my choice. And I know if I'm being bad, it's my own decision. Yeah, so, right. it's fun yeah. being bad. This, oh my God, I hate it so much. I hate like having to be like, I hate that. I hate not being able to just kind of like be impulsive, right? It's just so yeah. annoying. <laughs> so is dating in LA what it seems like it is? Like lots of actors and <laughs> fucking roof, Hollywood Hills rooftop parties, mm. famous people. <laughs> okay, so I... Again, new to the entertainment industry, new to the dating scene. So, like, I don't have that much of like a pool of like, would I, I? I don't know. I don't. I don't feel like I know the fullest extent. Extent. Are you talking mm -hmm. about just partying, sure. or you mean date? Did you say dating? I'm sorry. You said Let's go with dating. Let's go with partying. Okay, I was actually us, in New York. Give us some ga hot gas. <laughs> <laughs> I was in New York like a couple weeks ago. Like you know when I met yeah. Uh, you guys and yeah uh, dating in new york is so much better like so much better wow. than it is here <laughs> yes <laughs> yes because you can meet wow. so many cool people in a short amount of time and everyone's just like let's go let's do this let's do that and like mm -hmm. i think there's like this energy of like just people want to experience things i, mm -hmm. I know it's like past mm -hmm. pandemic or whatever but um Right, like, LA is just, everything is so planned and like, do you want to go to the beach? you want to go on a hike? No, bro, I don't want to do those things. Like, yo, I just want to like... No. Let's yo, that's literally how I date in New York. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't match with people like you then. I don't know. <laughs> hike, yeah. no thank you. If I see like a, a dating profile, if I no. see one picture of somebody outside, no. <laughs> yeah. No. On a mountain or something? No, thank you. Gross. <laughs> so, um, wow. one, uh, one thing I did learn about dating and um, using dating apps is that you can really, I mean, you guys probably know this because you guys had like your, your uh, you know, your single time to like date around and stuff. Mm -hmm. Is like people use dating apps to like kind of find somebody and then like they become like your tour guide when you go to different like states or like countries oh, i haven't really traveled and done that the only place i have gone to a lot is san francisco and i used to live there so i didn't really need a tour guide but that sounds fun 
That sounds yeah. sexy. I want to do that. Yeah, you have somebody. I've like- definitely been the tour guide before. Okay. Do you like yeah, being the tour like, guide? It, it's like a two-way thing because uh, being in New York for so long, you kind of get used to the vibe and everyone who's here. And yeah. if you meet someone who's not from New York originally, then you kind of get like a new perspective that you probably otherwise would not have encountered. That's true. And it's it's nice because you already know that there's really not that many strings attached or no strings attached. Mm. Like you're both yeah. on there knowing that you're there. Like you don't live there. So like, yeah. I think that itself uh, kind of like yeah. loosens it. You also like end up meeting certain people that I think are a bit more maybe like risk takery or like mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. it's about the experience and they're they're yeah. aware of that. So that's also- That makes so much sense. Yeah. yeah. Young me has definitely commented that about me where- Oh, I was very yeah. commitment commitment phobic, so I would, um, you know, find myself dating people where there was an expiry date. Mm-hmm. Like it's just it's it's just out of convenience where you're like, I don't have to have that difficult ah. conversation about like exclusivity or what is this because I know this shit is gonna expire in a month from now. Yeah. yeah, Brian. Brian would always like match with people that lived in like Paris or something. And I was like, this is. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I was like, this seems a little. I'm not judging, Bryce. Like, my, I'm talking to somebody in London. I'm like, okay, I see mm. there's a pattern here. Mm. <clears throat> the least um, available yeah. person ever. Oh God. Uh, but Steffi, you are uh, you're an actor, correct? Yes. Out in LA. Yeah. I'm again. I'm new to acting. I've been modeling, like mostly been modeling and. Um, Acting is like what I'm pursuing, yes. Mm-hmm. What's like your worst horror story acting, modeling related? Because I, I often joke on this podcast how I my passion is losing auditions to <laughs> biracial <laughs> actors who were in Crazy Rich Asians. My, yeah, it's my passion. <laughs> my passion is going to auditions and then not getting the role. <laughs> Um, I noticed that I get you get obviously get categorized Mm -hmm. so um, what do you get categorized as I'm either like the you know like the cool hipster whatever girl party girl or like the future you know something about like the future or she's like a robot or whatever Mm. right wow (laughs) yeah Um, which is cool. Wow. I, don't, I don't mind that. Um, but like when I get like, I, I guess it's mostly with like modeling and like when I first started, I was like doing music videos and stuff like that. I was just mm-hmm. testing everything out because I didn't know what to expect um, yeah. and doing commercial work and stuff like that. And it was, I hated getting like the Harajuku girl roles. Mm. Like it's always like colorful mm. outfit. Like, I mean, obviously I'm wearing a colorful outfit, but like it was just like, <laughs> like, I don't know. It was, it's always, they put you into like this, like one specific category of like aesthetically you look with the, you know, the bang, the Asian bangs with the, the, the dark hair. And then like, mm. you know, like I, I didn't like the, I didn't right. like those, that trope, I guess, but I, I mm-hmm. would get categorized mm. in there just because I was an alternative Asian girl. Um, right. And also like just I'm- being in music videos early on. Like I remember being in one, this one music video with these uh, two, like, kid to uh twins they're like these white kids and we like had the whole the whole mm-hmm. music video was in uh, a chinese restaurant mm-hmm. and i was the only asian girl there and like they were like you know like the dim sum like uh, caps 
Like they were like yeah, yeah. playing with it, putting on their heads and like being jokey about it, like for the music video. And like, the, you know, the director was a white white person. And so I, I, I speak up in moments like that just because like mm-hmm. I don't want to be... You know, I don't want to be part of that. Like, I've you don't want to be associated. You don't want to be in that music video. Oh my god! So I do my best to speak up and tell him, like, yo, I don't think that's appropriate, and Mm -hmm. you know, I don't know if that's my place or not. But I just, I just don't want to be associated with it. So that that type of thing, I don't like. I'm also curious about this future technology girl archetype because even the movie Deus Ex Machina Mm -hmm. where there was like a sex robot Mm -hmm. person Mm -hmm. and she was an Asian actress I'd be curious how many of all the people they called into audition what percentage of them are Asian Mm -hmm. because like whether it's like really labeled on the head or not I feel like these people who are casting are white people with their implicit biases and Mm -hmm. they're like Mm -hmm. you know like best like best friend who doesn't like who isn't seen as sexual Mm -hmm. and then I'll go in the audition room and I'm like oh so that's just coded language for like Asian dude yeah (laughs) yeah right right yeah yeah Yeah. but maybe that's me like reading too much in between the lines and seeing like something that doesn't even exist there no that's definitely I mean you know obviously Steffi probably has way more um um, experience, but that's definitely like a known racist trope for Asian people, right? Because they see us as like, uh, like unemotional, devoid sort of, of emotion, yeah, or like they're in for a service of like a sex robot or just like a robot that pleases a man, like that sort of thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, for right. sure. Like an option. Do you think it's it's because a lot of Asians though are like I, I question that because I have, um, Asians. A lot of Asians are repressed. I'm not saying like this is the truth and every Asian is this way. I'm just mm. questioning whether mm-hmm. like, what, what, you know, when I think of Asians, like, and a lot, there is a lot of kind yeah. of roboticness to, like, I was, a, I felt like I was a robot until like I, you know, like went to therapy. Like mm. I, right. you know, like yeah. we learned to do that as a kid. So like, I wonder well, if, yeah. you know, I, I think that it's valid that you are seeing something in our culture that maybe affects us in a certain way. And I think that's a valid, uh, like a discussion, an interesting discussion for Asians, for us three to be having. But I don't think, I do not think it's an appropriate thing for a fucking white male director Mm -hmm. to write into Mm -hmm. a movie. Nope. (laughs) That, that, no, 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 nope. That's not right. I, but I definitely feel like you as an Asian woman seeing parts of your culture that like mirror that and asking yourself that and wondering why that is. And like seeing that in a place with other Asian people, I think that's amazing. And I think that's like, you know, it's, it is like healing and it's like a place where we all, all have room to like openly talk about it. It's like for in fear of being made fun of. It is like a space, a safe place here, like for mm-hmm. us to wonder that among ourselves. Right. But right, I don't right. want to. I don't want to fucking see a white man writing a sexy Asian mm-hmm. woman into a stupid fucking short film. I don't want right. to fucking see that. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I've had enough. Yeah. I just wanted to ask that acting question because um, I feel like as Asian actors, we are like, there's just so many random fun experiences that come with it because even in like recently, I auditioned for this uh, feature film and like two weeks later, they announced that 
Steven Young was cast in it. I'm like, <laughs> Why are you like, excuse me, like, yes, congratulations, you made the right choice, but like, why Why am I even doing this? Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, it is very yeah. frustrating because it does, all the roles are still going to the same, like, few people that we mm. already see. So it's like, it would be nice for them to give us a fucking chance. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, but that's like, kind of what the industry is, I feel like, right? Or yeah. for, I, I'm, I haven't been in it that long, but I do know that, you know, I recognize it's all just kind of like, who you know it's like yeah. a big part yeah. right the role yeah. of sexy robot is being played by Stephen Young <laughs> 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 oh my god that could have been me <laughs> just kidding well Steffi thanks for joining us thus far on the Feeling Asian podcast but we're gonna leave you with one last question that we like to ask all of our guests and that is what is something that you're proud of I am proud of being independent and by like, yeah, being independent and free and single. Yes. That's, I'm very, very proud of that. I'm excited about it. I'm so It's allowed me to um, step into like my own shoes for the first time fully and make my own choices, decisions. It's like fucking nice to know I could just wake up, not have to deal with anyone next to me. And yes. You know, like just if I want to go downstairs, get fucking my Dunkin' Donuts and eat it on in bed, crumbs everywhere. That's my fucking choice. You know, it's great. Yeah. I love it. It's so much fun. It's the best. Yeah. I'm so excited about your answer. (laughs) That was probably the most confidence uh, that was delivered with so much conviction. Most of the times when we ask that to our guests, they're like, uh, 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 I'm proud of my son but you're like because <laughs> it's fucking real like, it's true I'm, I feel excited I think that's why I was excited when I met young me and I like learned about her and like you know we're kind of going through similar some similar things yeah single pride hell yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and where can our listeners find you and your work um, you can find me on my IG uh, baked goods, B A I K E D G U D S. Um, you can find me on my Twitch streams, uh, twitch.tv slash stuffy bake, S T E F F I E B A I K. And also come check out our uh, pod, Fun with Dumb, if you haven't already. Um, and we're, we live stream it every Tuesday at 1 uh, Pacific Standard Time Ooh. on Twitch or twitch.tv slash dumbfounded live. Nice. If you follow my socials or dumb socials, um, you know. Are the DMs open for our listeners? Oh my God, please, yes. I don't always answer, <gasps> but I do look yeah. at them. And oh my God, yes. wow. the DMs, the DMs <laughs> are open. Well, yeah. Huh? The DMs are open. Wait, do, do, do people like, does this, are, are people going to DM me from this I don't, podcast? I mean, like, I don't know. Gonna, people DM know. me all the time and they say, Brian is hot. Can you hook me up with Brian? <laughs> Why is Brian so hot? Brian looks so hot today. I'm going, I'm coming to New York next month. Can you hook me up on a date with Brian? So they might DM you that. My sister's going to be pissed because I am. I just, I'm putting her, she's, she thinks you're hot. She, she was like, yo, Brian's wow. hot. She's going to be pissed when she hears, she listens to your podcast. She was excited for this podcast because she listens to it. She's a regular Aww. listener. Diana. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Yeah. If you want to DM 
Brian and tell him he's hot, please just DM Brian at It's Brian Park. <laughs> if you want to DM Young Me and get penciled into her very busy Google calendar, shoot your shot at YM Mayor on Instagram and at Young Me Mayor on TikTok. Brian's TikTok is It's Brian Park. You can slide in those DMs if you want. <laughs> Don't slide into mine, about Brian. <laughs> And follow our podcast on socials at Feeling Asian Podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube at youtube.com slash Feeling Asian Podcast. We're also on TikTok. Follow us, DM us. And I think that's it, that's everyone. It. Thanks for listening. Bye. Uh, and enjoy the rest of your day. Bye. Bye.